You're listening to the Cafe American Podcast. I'm your intrepid host, Christian. You can listen to me on Podbean, Stitcher, and YouTube. Maybe even Apple Podcasts or iTunes Podcasts, whatever the hell it's called right now. And every week you can catch me on Resonance, and that's on thewakeupradio.com. And every other week, you can catch me on WUSB, Stony Brook 90.1 FM. And if you're not within the local area, you can subsequently tune in online and stream yours truly for free. WUSB.FM. As always, it is your weekly roundup or a couple of days roundup uh, given to you covering news, current events, all in the form of a cerebral slurry of a suppository. As always, we're going to open up with something that is a little bit more esoteric as far as the technology realm is concerned. And then we will steadily be moving along into Iran, Russiagate, and finally more ickiness with Epstein. And hopefully I will be able to keep this to at least, not at least, but hopefully I'll be able to at least keep this to an hour. Uh, I've been doing like hour and a half podcasts, and I'm pretty sure people are sick of me by the end of that. So we are uh, going to try to keep this under a certain amount of time. So uh, there has been a number of power outages here in New York and as always, you have the power companies going, oh, what, me? What, me? It's hot out, so of course it's not going to work. Okay, my response to that is if Arizona in 120-degree temps can still have power for 8 million people, all 6 to 8 million people, then there's really no reason why New York can't have power. And New York City should be... Uh, having 50,000 people without power, or uh, a couple of weeks ago, it was over 200,000 people without power, including those trapped in subways. But for some reason, uh, Arizona can still have power in, in this disgusting heat, but New York can't. And if we also do some research, there is something else going on here. So the New York metropolitan area has run out of steam when it comes to powering and giving the basic utilities of life to its citizens. Uh, we have a massive global heat wave going on right now. Uh, we've had earthquakes all throughout the Pacific. We've had three times, three times the amount of earthquakes this year so far. And it's only July so imagine what the rest of the year could bring. And also what's interesting about all of this is that there was a power blackout in New York City in 1977. And it just so happened that one of the blackouts in New York City occurred on the same date. So when I see things like that, I immediately say, wait a minute, who is sending a message and for what reason? Why did the power outage occur 77, 87, 97, 07, 2017, almost 43 years later? Why on the same day? I mean, why did that occur? So naturally, I think there is something going on. And, and all of these earthquakes or a lot of the earthquakes in the United States have been 
miraculously focused on with epicenters at uh, black budget projects. Hello, China Lake. And China Lake was the Ridgecrest uh, earthquake, the 6.4 magnitude earthquake in California, one of the first ones to kick off this whole thing. And the China Lake Naval Weapons Testing Base is now being declared not mission capable. And a lot of the other epicenters throughout the world happen to occur near military bases or black budget sites, black projects. So you're telling me that, oh, yeah, no, nothing to see here. This is just circumstance and, and coincidences that, uh, yeah, a lot of the epicenters of these earthquakes happen to be located near military bases or black budget projects. Um, this reminds me of an example of the same thing that occurred uh, probably about six years ago, seven years ago, around that time. Excuse me while I take a drink. I'm a little parched. So, remember when Iran was pursuing its nuclear... Uh, well, this is, if this is the case, then it's probably beyond 10 years ago. Uh, a nuclear project before Barack Obama put in the nuclear deal and whatever else, the JCOA, I think, or something like that. So, remember, all the way back then... Iran was hit with devastating earthquakes, and the epicenter of one of these earthquakes just happened to have been within 50 miles of one of Iran's nuclear facilities. What a coincidence! So, naturally, when I hear about all of this stuff, I no longer suspect that this is just naturally occurring. When I see, uh, not everything is going to be um, uh, due to some sort of crazy scalar weapon. Scalar weapons being weapons that manipulate uh, the Earth's electromagnetic frequency in certain spots. Um, but when I see things like this, I no longer say that this is a naturally occurring thing. This is not something excuse me whatever <laughs> i no longer suspect this being uh the ninth planet coming back into the solar system you know i do i no longer suspect this is nibiru uh what i do suspect what i do suspect is that we are now on the precipice of a very very different war and something else is going on right now there is also another headline that if you are in the alternative news community, you re might remember this. Um, there was a headline that said that Donald Trump was training the armed forces and how to fight in underground bases. Well, if that's the case, then it, the China Lake facility at the Ridgecrest region with the epicenter being there at 6.4 um, on the Richter scale, then we may have something else going on here. So now I am now I'm changing my story. I do believe that climate change and pole shifts, I do believe that all of those things are naturally occurring. However, recently, I would have to certainly say 
that the uh, last month or so has been due to an asymmetrical type of warfare where you're using natural disasters, quote unquote, in natural, um, to take out the other side. So you're seeing heat waves, you're seeing earthquakes, uh, tsunamis, riots, fires, everything else. Now I am starting to suspect that this is some kind of warfare. And I'm not going to point the finger at anyone in particular because I do sincerely believe that there is a boogeyman out there that is not aligned to any one nation. So don't don't write to me and say, oh, this has got to be the dastardly Russians. Or or somebody commented and don't don't write to oh, this has got to be the dastardly Israelis. I don't want to hear that either. What I'm saying is is that there is a, a, a supranational group out there with weaponry that is beyond, beyond what you can even fathom. Unless you're into sci-fi. Then you can start to get the idea of what's going on here. And I sincerely believe that this group, this group is in the business of pitching nations against nations. And no, I don't want to hear anything about Zionists. This goes beyond that. I'm saying that this group has been around for almost 100 years. This group was thought to have been defeated, but it actually wasn't defeated and is still pulling a lot of strings. So what you're seeing now, and this group has infiltrated nations throughout the world, throughout the world. And a lot of these people are in the West. A lot of them are in the United States. But, you know, the EU is kind of removed from all of this, but a lot of the United States has been infiltrated. And I will leave you with this one bit of information coming from Putin. Putin a while ago said, it's I'm not really worried about uh, anybody else. I'm more concerned about the Nazis in Washington, D.C. It's not so much concerned about ISIS. So what does that tell you? You really have to put your thinking cap on for that one. So watch out for that. You're going to see a lot of finger pointing. You're going to see a lot of natural disasters. And the only way we can stop this is by not using plastic straws anymore. No, that's not it at all. This is a combination of a lot of things. It's a combination of a naturally occurring process and a cycle Due to pole shifts and planets coming back into the solar system, assuming you believe in planets and not flat Earth. And also, it has to do with organizations that have weapons that you cannot begin to understand. And some of these weapons are allowed to manipulate the literal fault lines of the planet by creating earthquakes and everything else. So, be on the watch for that. And if you remember a couple of my other podcasts, uh, we talked about how um, they can literally tune into the frequency of gravity and turn it off or manipulate gravity so that they can mine asteroids. Uh, what? And then the Chinese, 900 out of 900 attempts, get this, they have successfully teleported a molecule 
from point A to point B. 900 out of 900 times. That means that they had to tune into the frequency of the molecule at point A, point B, and also basically create an alternative timeline tunnel to transport this molecule from point A to point B. And and not lose or alter any of the data in said molecule between point A and point B. This is enormous, and you should be paying attention to this, not paying attention to, to Adam Schiff and Muller and any of that. You're talking about transporting molecules without losing or altering any data 900 out of 900 times. You're talking about technologies that tune into the frequency of gravity to turn planetary bodies into dust. And if you do that, that also means that you can tune into the frequencies of certain minerals, ores, and gold so that you can teleport it back to Earth. So watch out for all of this. California, and what the, what a segue, being that we're talking about data, and we're also going to be talking, what, what time, I'm at 14, 13 minutes. All right, so we're doing good. All right, California, this is being reported by the Organic Prepper. And by the way, the Organic Prepper has been doing some really good articles lately. The Organic Prepper, not Pepper, Prepper, See, this is the problem. I'm trying. I listened to some of my podcasts, and the audio was so damn low that I didn't understand it. And now I'm scared that the audio on one platform is going to be through the roof, and on the other platform, it's going to be just okay. And now I'm popping the mic. You hear a lot of Fs and Ss and P's and B's, and it's just it's driving me nuts. This is why I need my own show with an engineer and a producer, because I don't like to take care of this shit. All right, so The Organic Prepper, been coming out with a few good articles, so go to theorganicprepper.com. Uh, a lot of uh, the last couple of articles that have been good have been focusing on Epstein and what it means when Epstein is going to start singing. So this they do a lot of uh, dot connecting and a lot of finger pointing, which is all good, good, good. But the Organic Prepper has another article. It's titled "California is launching a creepy cradle to career data system to track everything in all caps about children." And, of course, we've got the lovely picture of a child with a barcode on its chest. Very good. Uh, so they are saying, and they are citing the Pasadena star, beginning at birth and stalking the child until he or she, not editorializing much here, huh? Uh, and he or she joins the workforce. California wants to be uh, able to keep an eye on all sorts of demographics and variables. They'll do this by collecting information from quote-unquote partner entities. They'll use this information to provide appropriate interventions and support to address disparities in opportunities and improve outcomes for all students. My, my, that's a loaded sentence there, isn't it? What exactly do you mean by providing appropriate interventions and addressing disparities in opportunities and improving outcomes for all students? And what's really more uh, significant here is the phrase partner entities. Well, 
Partner entities include state entities responsible for elementary and secondary education data, entities responsible for early learning data, segments of public higher education, private college and universities, state entities responsible for student financial aid, child care providers, state labor, and workforce development agencies and state departments administering health and human services programs. Whoa! You're literally talking about... You're literally talking about the government, the state government of California, along with a whole bunch of education con education industry contractors, meaning the ones that write the SATs, all of those organizations are going to be keeping a file on you from kindergarten to high school graduation. And it includes financial aid, child care providers, state labor and workforce, state department administering health and human services programs. So if we're going along with the Affordable Care Act, if you are so-called or, or if you are designated to have a certain mental condition uh, by the government and you must take your medication, otherwise you're going to be in trouble with Child Protective Services, uh, you are going to be graded by the government. And subsequently you will have interventions and support to address disparities in opportunities. What? What? You want to... Is, is this 2019 or is this 1984? So your kids... So think about teachers, principals, professors, babysitters, and anybody from the California government will be keeping details about your life or your child's life and placing it into a file. And this file will have a points system. And it will grade your child and will also determine how many opportunities your child will have in the workforce once the child has been uh, through the high school and public school education process. What? Think is does what? How come nobody is concerned about this? How come nobody has said anything about this? Holy smokes! This is nuts. This is absolutely nuts. It's already been funded. The Governor's Office of Planning and Research is now authorized to enter into contracts with planning facilitators who will convene advisory groups comprised of representatives of students, parents, labor, business, and industry, equity, and social justice organizations, researchers, privacy experts, early education experts, preschool, school districts, charter school, and county offices of education. This is an all-encompassing scorecard of your child, and this summarily will determine what kind of job your child will have. This is not an entrepreneurial mindset. This is a factory worker mindset. 
And they're going to also factor in race and gender in order to provide equality and social justice. Equity Alert explains, advocates have been demanding data for the people in the Golden State for years to answer key questions about whether and how our state schools, colleges, universities, and workforce systems are closing racial equity gaps and serving Californians. It sounds as if the goal is to go beyond laws that ban discrimination beyond affirmative action into a brave new world, one in which government bureaucrats tally the economic success of racial and ethnic groups and subgroup and award government funding in an effort to reach equity. This is frightening. This is frightening. This goes beyond diversity. This goes beyond affirmative action. This is a playbook. Or I should say this is a page from a playbook. The Chinese have created a social score for its citizens. And depending upon how high you score in this social point system also determines whether or not you can travel within the country. And if you can travel, it also determines the modes of transportation. It also allows you to access only a limited amount of public or government assistance determined by your score. And a dossier is kept on you on file for eternity. This is exactly what the powers that be want to do for every single person on this planet. They want to monitor you from cradle to grave. They want to keep scores on you, especially if you are in the public school system. Because once, if you ever get out of the public school system and you go to private school or boarding school or whatever, then all of a sudden that's where you get the real education. There was a study that was done a while ago when I was in college, and it was it determined that it w- didn't matter so much of the type of courses that you took in college or the prep school that you went to in high school or the private school that you went to in high school, what mattered more was the networking that the child did and the friends that the child made in prep school and uh, private school in college or, or a private school in uh, in high school and also the networking the child made or the, the student made in college. Wasn't the courses, wasn't the coursework, didn't prepare them any better. What did give them an advantage was their contacts that they made. So you're looking at one of the most stark divides in society that you will see in the coming years. You're going to have the elite class that goes to the private schools, the boarding schools, the Yales, the Harvards, and so on and so forth, and the Oxbridges. And then you're going to have... The factory workers, the useless eaters, the deplorables, that some people call them, that are stuck in the public school system 
and the charter schools and everything else. And they're going to be graded from cradle to grave and based on their score that they receive due to college and schools and everything else, that will determine their lot in life. You will have a social score, an education score, and do not doubt me on this, there is a pre-crime unit out there. So, be very, very careful over the next 10 years. How am I doing on time? Okay, 24 minutes. We're good. We're still going good. Almost a half an hour. Let me see if I can get through this. So, Iran... Uh, digressing like a drunken mental patient, as always, to coin a phrase from Don Imus, one of my very, very uh, influential broadcasters that I look up toward. In some ways, I'm not going to call people nappy or whatever, but I definitely admire him for what he does. Uh, So, digressing... Iran, lately, for some reason, has been hijacking ships. They even released a vi- uh, oil tankers, and they even released a video of their supposed commandos fast roping onto a tanker. Fast roping mean, uh, meaning that a helicopter buzzes the tanker, hovers over the tanker, and a whole bunch of people drop down from ropes quickly. Hence the name fast roping and they they've uh taken over i think two tankers one of them was from the uk another one was from somewhere else i don't remember and um more and more there's a lot of tensions going on there now the united states thanks to john bolton the asshole in chief when it comes to foreign policy and somebody that should take a weed whacker to his upper lip and get that stupid mustache off or That idiot should just let his facial hair grow so he can grow a beard and look at least semi-decent. John Bolton, for those of you that don't know, is one of the ultimate warmongers out there in the United States. And Donald Trump supposedly has him in there for a reason. Uh, His reason being that he wants to hear both sides of the equation, Donald Trump. And uh, Trump even said, John Bolton... If he had his way, the United States would be going against everybody on Earth all at once. That's not somebody you want in charge of nuclear weapons. That's not somebody that you want brokering peace in the Middle East. It's not. Anyway, John Bolton supposedly backed the United Kingdom into a corner. So now the UK is uh, essentially on the United States' side. And there has been a lot of furor and uproar and everything else. However, there has been a very, very intriguing development. Iran says that it has infiltrated and arrested members of a CIA spy ring and subsequently has provided videos and photos of the Americans and finally... They will be sentencing some of these folks to death. Why? Because they are spies. Donald Trump tweeted, The report of Iran capturing CIA spies is totally false. Zero truth. Just more lies and propaganda like their shot-down drone. 
uh, put out by a religious regime that is badly failing and has no idea what to do. Their economy is dead and will get much worse. Iran is a total mess. Total mess. So, who are we to believe here? I would subsequently uh, believe that Iran is telling the truth in this case. I would believe that Iran's drone... That, that was another story. Uh, the United States said that it shot down an Iranian drone... And Iran said, no, you didn't. Uh, we have all of our drones, so we don't really know what you're talking about. If you shot down anyone's drone, it was probably your own. And now the CIA is, you know, they're in trouble. And more than likely, this has to do with Pompeo and Bolton trying to gin things up and start a whole bunch of other ickiness. So I would not be surprised if Iran is telling the truth here. And they really did capture a whole bunch of CIA agents and a CIA spy ring. And the natural response from warmongers and neocons alike would be, we must get the CIA agents back and we must bomb Iran back into the Stone Age in order to do it. For some reason, Donald Trump is saying no. He does not want to escalate the situation. Fats Pompeo on Fox and Friends said, it's part of their nature to lie to the world. Uh, yeah, like you're not lying about Venezuela and all of the fifth columnists and mercenaries that you paid for to overthrow the Maduro government. Right. Pompeo continues, I would take with a significant grain of salt any Iranian assertion about actions they've taken. Uh, and Fox summarized Pompeo's comments. Pictures of some of the alleged spies were, were, <laughs> try saying that, were reportedly shown on state TV, which also broadcasts a documentary purporting to show a CIA officer recruiting an Iranian in the UAE. Aha, so the plot thickens. The identified spies were employed in sensitive and vital private sector centers in the economic, nuclear, infrastructure, military, and cyber areas where they collected classified information. And this is according to Iran's Ministry of Intelligence. They had been working contractors or consultants. Okay, just like everything else just like Antifa. Antifa is not some sort of grassroots movement standing up for women's rights and LGBTQ RSTUVWXYZ asterisk rights. Or is it asterisk? I think it's asterisk. Asterisk rights. No, Antifa is a bunch of fucking crackers dressed up in handkerchiefs, hoods, and masks. They are a bunch of hooligans and paid-for fifth columnists meant to be agent provocateurs to start riots in the midst of protests. That's what Antifa is all about. And they are contractors. This is how the United States and the West works. They do this all the time. What they do is they fund USAID, USAID, and they promote through non-governmental organizations, they support various groups in other countries to 
have equal rights for women and they want to provide equal rights for gay folks and lesbians and transgender and so forth in other countries. They also want voting rights. So they are there to support the organizations within those countries. What USAID is really doing is usurping power from the the governments that were elected in the proper ways. What USAID is is nothing more than a fifth columnist intelligence group that uses soft power coups to take over countries for the United States' end games. It has nothing to do, nothing to do with providing for women and gays and lesbians and so on and so and people that are downtrodden and for folks that don't really feel as though they have a say in their government it's nothing to do with that that's all the cover they're using those people for cover so that they can overthrow governments that do not agree with american policy they tried it in venezuela it did not work they tried it throughout north africa and that did work, but I think people are catching on to that, especially uh, Russia. Iran released a whole bunch of photographs. Uh, did they? Yes. Iran released a photographs showing CIA documents. So I really, really, really doubt, I really doubt that the Americans are telling the truth in this case, and I sincerely think there is an effort to get the United States into a war with Iran. They have been pushing for this for a long, long, long time. And the only person seemingly against this was not only Barack Obama through passive negation, basically Barack Obama would listen but not do anything, but Trump is also keeping a lid on things so that it does not get out of hand. And say what you want to about Trump. At least he's doing that. At least he's not creating more wars. At least he's stopping most wars. Oh, man. What are we at? 34 minutes. Holy shit. I know I'm going to go over an hour. I, I know it. I absolutely know it. So you've been listening to the Cafe American Podcast. You can find me on Podbean or YouTube or Stitcher or anywhere else for that matter. Uh, what are we going into next? Oh, yes. Here we go. You thought that Russiagate was over. Well, guess what? It ain't. Adam Schiff. Uh, and let me tell you something. Adam Schiff. I don't know what he did to his cheeks, but they're really annoying looking. And he's got this weird neck that pops out of a collar that's too big for his tie. And another thing about Schiff is that he has some icky, icky ties to the Standard Hotel in California and also another individual by the name of Ed Buck. Ed Buck is a Democrat donor, big-time Democrat donor. Ed Buck just happens to have a certain fetish, and that fetish involves bringing African-Americans into his hotel room and injecting them with meth, photographing them and him having sexual intercourse. 
Two people have died like this. And now Mr. Buck, one of the very, very well-to-do Democrat donors, who's friends with Hillary Clinton. You find pictures of Mr. Buck and Hillary Clinton together, smiling and laughing, yucking it up. So now we've got this. So there has been an investigation going on, basically a counter-investigation against all of the Democrats that have been, and the never-Trumpers on the Republican side, that have been uh, going against this stupid, idiotic, false Mueller report. So shit, and, and this thing is about to get released later this year. And it this thing has the potential to be a doozy. A doozy. Because it's going to involve all of the dirty things that the Democrats and Mueller did despite the will of the American people by electing Donald Trump. That's what another thing that and I'll get to this in a few minutes. That is the greatest offense that has happened since Donald Trump's uh, election or since Donald Trump has won the election. It's not that Donald Trump won the election. It's not that Donald Trump lost the popular vote in states that he lost the electoral vote in. It's not... It is the simple fact that the Democrats and the powers that be on either side of the equation refuse to accept the will of the voters. And the will of the voters being Donald Trump was made president. That is the greatest offense out of all of this. That the will of the United States citizen in this republic is not being respected. They're saying, we know better than you. We're friends with Jeffrey Epstein. We know much better than you. No, that's not how this works. So Schiff is trying to get ahead of the story, just like they tried just like the Democrats tried to get ahead of the Jeffrey Epstein story by categorizing Jeffrey Epstein as a good friend of Donald Trump. Well, guess what? He was Jeffrey Epstein was better friends with a shitload of Democrats. And don't even get me started on Joe Biden. He's still doing all this creepy shit. He just kissed some girl on the lips. Again. Ugh. Schiff claims the Department of Justice Inspector General Michael Horowitz was co-opted into a scheme to protect President Trump by instigating a fast-track report due later this year. This is according to Washington Examiner's Daniel Chayton. At least I think that's how it's spelled or said. Otherwise, it's Chayton. Maybe he's Jewish. I don't know. Schiff. Mr. Chayton is reporting. Schiff claimed the president wanted McCabe, who briefly took out over as acting FBI director after Trump... No, I don't want bagels and locks. After Trump fired James Comey in May 2017 investigated and his pension taken away and suggested someone such as a former attorney general Rod Rosenstein obliged the president by making a referral. The inspector general found that McCabe was untruthful. He may very well have been untruthful, the California Democrats said. So he's admitting that McCabe 
Who's good friends with Comey? Who's good friends with uh, Stroke, Peter Stroke? Good friends with Lisa Page. Excellent friends with Barack Obama, James Clapper, and John Brennan. And Hillary Clinton's supporter. He's saying he may very well have been untruthful. Well, what part of what Mr. McCabe said and reported on and signed off on may be untruthful, you little fuck? Oh, that was vicious. Ah, <laughs> uh, the Washington Examiner continues. The initiation of the Inspector General's inquiry in McCabe happened, Schiff said, because the president wanted it politically. No, it's because you morons broke the law and you people should be investigated, if not thrown into prison for felonies. You can't do what you did and get away with it. Mr. Schiff goes on. Once you go down that road, it leads to disaster. Oh, really? Really? Down the road of giving a uh, a special investigator like Robert Mueller, giving him a team of Democrat donors to have an unlimited jurisdiction and a no time limit to investigate anything that involved Donald Trump or anyone involved with Donald Trump on his campaign and allowed them to listen to anybody in real time thanks to spying tools that you manipulated into getting via the FISA courts. You want to go down that road, Mr. Schiff? Don't you think that road leads to disaster? Don't you think at some point there may be another Democrat president? And don't you think that Republicans may do the same thing to that person? You don't understand what you're doing. Mr. Schiff has a lot of issues. Mr. Schiff is tied to a lot of icky things along with Epstein. Mr. Schiff is panicking, not Trump, because I'll tell you this much. If anything untruthful comes out about the Mueller report, and Mueller is supposed to testify this week, if anything comes, uh, comes out of that that is untruthful, do not doubt me that Trump will start declassifying all sorts of documents, and it's going to be juicy. I hope he does just to screw with people. I hope Trump declassifies every damn thing in drifts and drabs. And by the 2020 election, everybody is begging him to stop. Who knows? Maybe we'll have people in irons. Mr. Schiff continues, I have no reason to question the inspector general's conclusion, but that investigation was put on a fast track. Yes, it was, because you've got people that are breaking the law, even, the, on, even though legally they're allowed to do it based on technicalities and circular evidence. It was separated from a broader inspector general investigation, which is still ongoing. Why was that done? It was done so he could be fired to not get a pen. No, it wasn't. It was be done because Comey is a traitor and he is a felon. Comey did some awful things. He was telling the president 
that no 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 you don't have an investigation against you don't no 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 one is looking at you meanwhile Comey is the investigator looking into Trump not only does Comey have people under him looking into Trump but Comey himself is looking for information in with uh involving Trump by being the FBI director This has nothing to do with cheating Comey out of a pension, but it is a nice fuck you. Comey is was breaking the law, and Comey was playing fast and loose with the rules by providing circular evidence to FISA courts so that they can illegally spy on American citizens that did nothing wrong other than win an election that the deep state and the power elite and Hillary Clinton didn't want him to win. That's all they did. That's all that Trump did. Schiff goes on. It was done to please the president when the initiation uh, uh, investigation is tainted. So are the results of that investigation. Really? Really? You want to talk about tainted results of an investigation? Shall we talk about Mr. Mueller? Shall we talk about Mr. Mueller's number two? Mr. Weissman, shall we talk about when Mr. Mueller exactly knew that there was nothing to the Christopher Steele dossier? Shall we talk about how long the Mueller investigation continued after Mr. Mueller knew that there was nothing to Russian collusion? You want to talk about tainted investigations? Let's look into every person on Mueller's team that donated to Democrats looking into Trump. Let's look into all of them, all of them that were aligned with Hillary Clinton and Comey and Clapper and Barack Obama, so on and so forth. And they are the ones with unlimited budgets, unlimited jurisdiction, and unlimited time to look into the person that beat their party in an election. You want to talk about tainted results of an investigation, Mr. Schiff? Unbelievable. The gall, the gall of this reprehensible rodent, this bottom-feeding uh, uh, he's lower than snail turds. I, this pigeon gut-sucking weasel. I mean, if anybody, if anybody should be investigated, it's people like Schiff. Schiff himself should be investigated. And I hope to God, I hope to God, there is something involving Mr. Schiff and maybe uh, Ghislaine Maxwell of Jeffrey Epstein fame. I I swear to I hope, I really hope that there is something in there. Because this per, this reprehensible oily ferret is just he is nauseating. He's not and if you ever see pictures of him, he's got these tight pursed lips. He's got a chin that looks like a scrotum. And his pupils are the size of cup saucers. So what kind of drugs is this moron on? And get a suit that fits, you idiot. (laughs) And this, ladies and gentlemen, is why I am a broadcast professional. Shot Jock Politico. (laughs) 
No, none of this is scripted. I promise you none of this is scripted. This is all improv, ladies and gentlemen. Because when you're a broadcast professional, you can just do these kinds of things. The Washington Examiner continues. McCabe. Who? Let's see. McCabe. In April, uh, let's see. See, the thing is this, is that I'm trying to do too much at once. I need an engineer and a producer. In April 2018, it was revealed that the Justice Department Inspector General referred its findings to the U.S. Attorney General's Office in Washington for possible criminal charges, and his lawyer confirmed as recently as February that McCabe was still under investigation. Good. McCabe, who Trump has accused of planning to carry out an illegal and treasonous plan to oust him as president, which he did, has argued that his firing was an attempt to discredit the FBI and special counsel Robert Mueller's investigation into Russian interference in the 2016 election. Wrong. Wrong. This is insane. Schiff has got to go away. Got to go away. Good God almighty. Have mercy. So Robert Mueller, going along with this, Robert Mueller is supposed to be testifying. The Democrats are rabid. They want Robert Mueller to testify today. Well, they've got to wait another couple of days. And Robert, they want him out there so bad. But I do not think the Democrats know what they are asking for. You've got all the rabid liberals. And you can go through, go through Twitter, go through your Facebook, find all of these, these, these people with Trump derangement syndrome. I mean, th this is a real thing going on. Find all of these people. Look at the hard-ons they've got about Robert Mueller testify. It's all a wet dream. And if you don't have a hard-on from it then you are subsequently going to be a squirter and you're going to need wet floor signs all around you because they've they're so turned on by Mueller testifying see i'm i'm an equal opportunity sexist i i said that the men have hard on hard ons and the women are so wet that they need wet floor janitor janitorial signs Ooh, 50 minutes. I'm not going to make an hour. Shit. Oh, well. Uh, so anyway, they, they don't understand what they're asking. And mark my words. Mark my words. Democrats have been in touch with Mueller and Mueller's team, and they want to coach him into saying certain things and quoting the Mueller report so that they will have sound bites that will last a couple of days that will gin up more Democrats that will hopefully push people into demanding impeachment. But guess what? It's not based on anything. It's not based on anything. It's all hearsay and inference. That's all this is. So in order to counter that, the Department of Justice told Mueller, hey, shitbag, 
you must remain within the boundaries of the public Mueller report. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. So there's not going to be any bombshells that occur from this. The only bombshells that you're going to get out of a Mueller report is going to be involving the bombshells of what I said before. How long did Mueller know that the Christopher Steele dossier was horse excrement? How long did Mueller decide to prov- uh, uh, pursue the uh, Mueller investigation, even though he knew it was excrement? And why didn't Mueller investigate the investigators? Why didn't Mueller go after the people that created the Christopher Steele dossier? I'll tell you why. It's it's twofold. It's because they were trying to engage in, in a year and a half long perjury trap. They were monitoring everything the Trump administration was doing. Notice there aren't any leaks anymore. Ever since the Mueller investigation has been closed, no more leaks to the public. Also note that the Mueller report ended abruptly. You're looking at a year and a half long perjury trap, like I said before. And what that means is that what Mueller was doing was listening in to every single conversation that Trump or anyone associated with Trump had. He had the transcripts. He would subsequently call people in for questioning and then ask them to repeat verbatim what Mueller had the transcripts of. And if they did not answer exactly the same way that Mueller was reading off of the transcripts, guess what? They were lying. That's not how justice is supposed to be prevailing in the United States. You don't listen in to conversations based off of bullshit to illegally get FISA warrants and then subsequently call people in to say, please repeat the conversation that you had six months ago. And, oh, by the way, if you do not remember every single word of the sentence, you're being thrown in prison. That's not how this works. And Mr. Schiff is concerned about the integrity of investigations. My, my, my. Where did the conscience come from? You, oh, God. It's, it's, it's reprehensible behavior. For the Department of Justice to have to tell Mueller, do not go beyond the report that you made public is a very, very interesting development because that means that somebody somewhere knew that Mueller is getting coached and they want Mueller to say certain things that would allow for the impeachment process to begin again. 
So this you have to watch out for. The Hill. Speaking of Mueller, the Hill said that they have 10 questions that they would like Mr. Mueller to answer. Number one, this is not going to be, by the way, a stupid David Letterman top 10 list. What a, what a, ugh, God, what a hokey, horrible bit. Oh, top 10 list. Ugh, ugh. And shave or trim that fucking beard of yours. Ugh. God. Okay, so the hell would like the answers. The following question. Did you blame, this is for Mr. Mueller, did you blame the media on your call with Barr? Lawmakers are sure to inquire about Mueller's interactions with Barr following the March 27th letter when he asserted that the Attorney General's March 24th memo did not fully capture the context, nature, and substance of his work and conclusions. Basically, they would like to know whether or not Mueller believes that what Barr said to the media, the summary of the Mueller report, was inaccurate. Number two, did any Trump campaign contacts with Russia put national security at risk? This is important because if none of them have put national security at risk, that means the whole investigation and narrative is null and void. Subsequently, that means people have committed felonies and we have handcuffs. Three, did your investigation exonerate Trump of collusion and obstruction allegations? Aha. So we have the Mueller doublespeak of, well, no, we don't exonerate. Well, no, technically you don't. But Mueller was speaking with a forked tongue to allow his Democrat colleagues, even though he's a Republican, his Democrat colleagues to interpret what he said in any way they felt fit. Number four, should Congress initiate an impeachment inquiry? And if they do, based on what? There are no high crimes and misdemeanors, no matter what anybody says. Number five, at what point did you know the investigation was not going to establish conspiracy between the campaign and Russia? Here is an interesting word, conspiracy. If there is conspiracy, then we're talking about something big. However, the whole thing was based on collusion. And collusion is a nonsense, bullshit term that means nothing. Now, if we're talking about conspiracy, my follow-up question would be this. If you sincerely suspected that Donald Trump was in control of Vladimir Putin, how come nobody picked that up on the background checks? If I apply to a job, somebody performs a background check. They see my credit score. They see my uh, criminal record, which I have none, and I have a very good cre- uh, credit score, by the way. Every And you're telling me that somebody that got elected to the president of the United States doesn't go through a background check. And, and for some reason, oh my, he's communicating with Putin and nobody in the NSA or the FBI or the CIA is smart enough 
to pick up on the ways the president-elect is communicating with Putin. You're you're trying to get me to believe that. You're really trying to get me. In the era of everything being recorded and stored, either by Verizon, T-Mobile, Sprint, AT, so on and so forth, everybody is keeping every text message, phone call, everything is recorded. You're telling me that somehow... President Trump and Putin have been communicating to each other, and nobody is the wiser. What are, are they using? Carrier pigeons? Are they floating balloons up to one another? Is it by? Are they communicating by orca? No, this is nonsense. It's a for anybody to believe otherwise. They just don't want to think, and they are truly reacting to whatever their emotions are telling them. It's nonsense. If there was evidence of conspiracy between Putin and Trump, it would be recorded. It would have to be through electronic communication. And thanks to the Patriot Act, every single communication is recorded and stored Permanently. They continue. What role did the Steele dossier play in the investigation? Very interesting question, because without the Steele dossier and circular evidence, you'd have nothing. Why did you select people for your team who mostly donated to Democrats? Very good. Why are you tainting the investigation, to quote Adam Schiff? With people that do not want to see Trump president. This is not an altruistic, impartial, unbiased investigation to secure American national security. No, this is a political hit job. Finally, why didn't you compel Trump to be interviewed? Because he knew there is nothing there. That's why. That is exactly why. What is he going to do? We know we don't have anything, so let's ask questions about... It's remarkable that all of these supposed learned intellectuals on the left sincerely believe... They put their brain in neutral, and they don't want to think. Because how, how could this this reprehensible human being like Donald Trump... He doesn't even come from the Merovinian bloodline. He's not even related to Charlemagne. How could he be president? Even Barack Obama was related to Charlemagne in some way. How could, how could this person be president? He's, he's not royalty. Unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. Oliver Stone spoke to Vladimir Putin, interviewed him, and uh, basically, Vladimir Putin makes a lot of fucking sense. Makes a lot of sense. And he brings up the fact 
that the Ukrainians, this is fact, this is proven, the Ukrainians wanted to see President Clinton. They did not want to see President Trump. And he brings up all sorts of wonderful little tidbits. And BuzzFeed miraculously got the story straight. In a whirlwind of private meetings, Lev Parnas and Igor Fruman, Fruman, maybe, who pumped hundreds of thousands of dollars into Republican campaigns and dined with the president, gathered repeatedly with top officials in the Ukraine, and set up meetings for Trump's attorney, Rudy Giuliani, as they turned up information that could be weaponized in the 2020 presidential race. The two men urged prosecutors to investigate allegations against Democratic frontrunner Joe Biden and they pushed for a probe into accusations that Ukrainian officials plotted to rig the 2016 election in Hillary Clinton's favor by leaking evidence against Paul Manafort in what became a cornerstone of the special counsel's inquiry. So if anybody should have a FISA warrant placed against them, it should be Hillary Clinton and the Democrats. Joseph Biden's son, what the article is referring to, uh, was awarded a one point. Uh, I, uh, I may be getting the facts confused, but he was awarded an enormous contract for his company. And it just so happened that his father, Joseph Biden, was vice president at the time. And the attorney general of the Ukraine was investigating what Biden's Joseph Biden's son was doing in the Ukraine, especially concerning energy companies. Being that Mr. Biden's son has no experience in the energy industry, what is he doing on the board of one of the country's largest energy providers? How did this happen? Well, Joseph Biden strong-armed the Ukrainian government, got that attorney general fired, and his son's company was awarded the contract. I believe the contract was worth about $1.5 billion. So, yeah, you want to talk about conspiracy and collusion? Now, now you've got people that that have taken out some of the Ukrainian folks that were for Hillary Clinton. Ah, I'm over an hour, damn it, uh, that have taken out some of the Hillary Clinton folks, and they want to work with President Trump. And in doing so, they are more than ready to turn over evidence that implicates a lot of Democrats, including Hillary Clinton and her role in the overthrowing of the democratically elected government of the Ukraine that allowed Poroshenko to become president. These people are out for blood. 
I would never cross a Ukrainian. I'll tell you why. Because they make very, very good. Uh, what? Uh, uh, what are they called? I lost my train of thought. <laughs> What's that Ukrainian restaurant in New York City? Uh, pierogi. The, I would never cross a Ukrainian because they make very excellent pierogies. I love the pierogies that they make, and they if you get a, uh, a somebody that knows how to make a good borscht, that why would you want to cross a Ukrainian? I mean, it's it's fantastic food. You got to go to New York City uh, for this food. I can't remember the name. It starts with a V. Uh, let me see if I, uh, I can't find it. Oh, well. You got to trust me on this. It's a 24-hour joint. If you're drunk and coked up at 3 a.m. and you want pierogies and, and carbs, you go to this place. And uh, nobody will uh, bat an eye. All right. So, finally, we're going to round this out, desperately trying to keep it. Under an hour and a half, we are we're way way beyond schedule. At an hour and ten minutes, we'll round this out with Jeffrey Epstein. So, pardon my sip, as always, when we uh, segue to another segment. Now, there is something that I wanted to bring up uh, before we go further. There, I don't know if anybody out there watches CNN. Uh, the ratings have been plummeting with uh, CNN, and that's fine by me. I mean, CNN is a is just a disgusting, awful, 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 um, which call news organization. I'm trying to find this. They have a host, and uh, what's his name? Oh, Jake Tapper. Jake Tapper is just a, a smug prick. If you ever saw somebody, he, oh God, I can't begin to tell you how disgusting, how disgusting this person is. It's all about baiting people into question, into uh, questionable responses. He's not a journalist. He pretends to be a journalist. He's not an investigative reporter or any other adjective and synonym that they like to throw out there. In short, he's a prick. And he is a baiting moron. He's not a master baiter because his questions are pretty straightforward. And anybody with two brain cells to rub together can tell that he's trying to lure you into some stupid trap that he can write about or report on in CNN. So there are some interesting tweets, being that we're going into the Epstein realm. There are some interesting things that Jake Tapper decided to tweet. One Adam Serwer on Twitter, verified by Twitter, uh, with a pasta emoji next to it. Do your research on pasta said, uh, this is all going to get so much worse. And Mr. Tapper decided to tweet in response one simple word. That word being evergreen. Now, for those of you in the broadcasting industry, if you hear the word evergreen, that means 
you have some material that can be broadcasted and used as demo material. Because it's evergreen. It doesn't matter if you listen to it now or 10 years from now. It's still relevant. So when you're talking about vaginas and penises and dating and, and phony phone calls, that is evergreen material. However, in this case, Mr. Tapper is referring to Hillary Clinton's Secret Service call name. Hillary Clinton is known as evergreen. Now, why would he be doing that? Why would he be doing that? Let's look at Mr. Tapper's wife, Jennifer. Jennifer is just a wonderful, altruistic person standing up for people's rights, inspired by advocacy and social justice. A mom of two leads by example. And this little article on the uh, uh, published on the Washingtonian was written by Kate Bennett with a devotion to women's and children's health and safety issues. Immediate red flag. Every time you see one of these politicians or financiers supporting children, immediately think, what is this sick, disgusting fuck up to? Hello, Shriners. Miss Miss Bennett continue uh health and safety issues Jennifer Tapper Tapper age 37 only 2 years older than me finds Washington the ideal place in which to raise her family Wow favorite restaurants with the kids that Mrs Tapper loves to go to the American City Dinner I would assume it means diner and somebody did a typo and where else does Jake and Jennifer Tapper love to take their children on a Saturday night out? Why, no place other than Comet Ping Pong. Really? Comet Ping Pong. Comet Ping Pong was outed by WikiLeaks for trafficking drugs and children. Mr. Tapper, I would love to speak to you. Mr. Tapper, I would love to find out exactly what's going on at Comet Ping Pong and why your children just simply love it. More appropriately, why does your wife and you love Comet Ping Pong so much? I'm not going to go into filthy details, but you can do it on your own. There's plenty of evidence out there pointing a lot of dirty fingers at Comet Ping Pong. Uh, Huma Abedin and her estranged husband, Carlos Danger, are getting back together. Along with their seven-year-old son, the Daily Mail is reporting uh, that 54-year-old ex-congressman, former mayoral Candidate was seen rolling boxes and designer garment bags into Aberdeen's home over the weekend. Whom Aberdeen was Miss Clinton's number two at the State Department. Nobody knows how Miss Aberdeen got into the lofty position at the State Department as quickly as she did, coming from nearly out of nowhere. Mrs. Aberdeen, or Mrs. Weiner, Miss Huma Aberdeen. 
uh, is uh, how we referred to as a potentially sick individual. Miss Abedin uh, is known to be in private circles. Now, this is rumor. I don't want to hear anything about me accusing anyone of anything. This is all rumor. I'm giving you a rumor. I, I would like to preface it right now. Miss Abedin was rumored to be Mrs. Clinton's lover at the State Department. Also, it is being rumored on Q, QAnon, that Mrs. Abedin was involved in a satanic ritual that was kind of grotesque. And in this video that Miss Abedin is in, along with Hillary Clinton, they are seeing dancing gleefully after a sacrifice was made. Once again, this is all rumor. I would like to add that to everything. Uh, and I'm not saying this is the truth. I am saying that this is rumored through various sources, including Q. Now, if if it turns out to be true, we've got some bigger issues. Wiener told reporters, uh, also known as Carlos Danger, uh, he hoped to get his family back and... Make up for lost time. Wiener, who is a registered level one sex offender, said, I hope to be able to live a life of integrity and service. And I'm glad this chapter of my life is behind me. So, you know, I just can't. I'm reminded of something that occurred here in New York State. And, uh, oh, it involved... Nixium. It also involved uh, Mr. Weiner. It, it, Nixium was that sex cult that was caught bundling, uh, bundling campaign donations to Democrats. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you might remember them. Miss Miss Gillibrand is associated with them. Miss Gillibrand's father was a big proponent of Nixium and fundraised for them numerous times. Nixium was a sex cult that was allowed to use Richard Branson's private islands in the Caribbeans for their filthy, disgusting behavior. Yeah, let me let me read to you what Stephen Hammer said about. Mr. Weiner. Uh, he asked one person, Mr. Shemkus. I've read this before, but I'll read it again for emphasis. Well, uh, he asked Mr. Shemkus, were Stormy Daniels, James Alafontis, James Alafontis being the owner of Comet Pizza, uh, Comet Ping Pong Pizza, excuse me, Eric Schneiderman, Attorney General of New York, and Anthony Weiner, were they all there at the Nixium recruitment party? In Connecticut of 2007. And Mr. Shemkis said yes. Were you aware that snuff films. Were being broadcast at the Nixium recruitment party mixer in Connecticut in 2007. Mr. Shemkis answered yes. So let's pause right there. Stormy Daniels and Anthony Weiner. Were at parties that were showing snuff films. Snuff films are sex films. They are pornography where one individual is killed at the height of orgasm. 
You're talking about satanic rituals. And Mr. Wiener hopes to recover lost time. Really? Really? Mr. Wiener, who texted a 15-year-old, I would bust that tight pussy so hard you would leak and limp for a week. Mr. Wiener, how fucking dare you? How dare you? How are you even walking amongst children? How are you even walking amongst human beings? Going to sex cult parties that show snuff films? How dare you? You are the epitome of disgust. Disgusting. And it goes on. And it goes on. Because Nixium is tied to Jeffrey Epstein, the sex offender that has been arrested. Nixium and Jeffrey Epstein were allowed to use Richard Branson's private islands for their disgust and de- disgusting and depraved sexual parties with underaged adults. In other words, children. And I said this before. You've got that idiot, that disgusting Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I've got to find another adjective for disgusting. Because I'm just, I, I'm, I talk about being repetitive. Talk about being redundant. Let me fire up dictionary.com. Let me, let me see if I can find another word for disgust. <laughs> what do we got here? All right. No, I don't want the definition. I want the, the, the source. Uh, let's see. Abhorrence. That's a good word. Abomination. Detestful. Repugnant. Oh, that's a good word. Nauseating. All right. We'll go with some of those. All right. So back to the story. Mr. Epstein is a repugnant abomination of life. <laughs> A disgusting... No, we can't use that word. Anyway. Mr. Epstein... This is being reported by Eric Margolis via ericmargolis.com. Mr. Margolis was a very, very well-to-do investigator, and he decided to go into private industry. Uh, Mr. Margolis was spying, essentially, on Mr. Epstein, and he was allowed into Mr. Epstein's East 71st Street apartment. It was the largest private home, and a butler asked him, Would you like an intimate massage, sir, by a pretty girl? Mr. Uh, excuse me, Mr. Margolis declined the invite. More importantly than the idolacy, it, what is this? Indelicacy, excuse me. As an old observer of intelligence affairs, to me this reeked of ye old honey trap. And no doubt cameras stood ready off the main lobby. So Mr. Margolis has seen this before. 
which this allows us to assume that Mr. Epstein was running a blackmail project. And what ex- and I don't mean African Americans. I mean videotaping people that were engaged in illicit sexual acts, abhorrent sexual acts. Thank you thesaurus.com. Uh bizarrely, Maxwell, <clears throat> excuse me, Gisling Maxwell believed that I could get KGB Moscow Center to release satellite photographs that showed the murder of her father on his yacht. And Ghislaine Maxwell's father, Robert Maxwell, was a well-known double agent for Israel and the KGB and also a major criminal. So this adds another element. And by the way, Attorney General Barr's father, was the person that gave Mr. Epstein his break into finance. Mr. James Comey's daughter is the prosecutor in the case. The judge in the case was appointed by none other than Bill Clinton. So the fix is in. Ruth Bader Ginsburg of the Supreme Court desperately wants the age of consent to be 12 years old. Do not doubt me on this. I would suspect that you're going to start to see Democrats crying out, and I would probably think Republicans too, to lower the age of consent to be 12 years old. Once they do that, then, oh, look, all of Epstein's courtesans were 13, 14, and 15 years old, so nobody is in trouble because of the age of consent is now 12. Let's hope that doesn't go retroactively. So this goes on and on, but it's all nonsense. Just believe me on this. Mr. Margolis says he's been around the block a few times, and uh, this whole prospect with Epstein stinks, and it reeks of state-sponsored blackmail. Now, which state is involved with it? I will leave that up to you. Being that Ghislaine Maxwell has significant ties to the Mossad, I would subsequently assume it is Israeli intelligence and also the CIA. Epstein-Clinton connection was solidified by Ms. Maxwell. Uh, Let's see. The Politico is reporting that Ms. Maxwell... He was very good friends with Chelsea Clinton, and Chelsea Clinton invited Miss Maxwell to her wedding. I wonder what kind of party favors Miss Maxwell was giving the Clintons at the time, especially given the penchant for Mr. Bill Clinton to go to Jeffrey Epstein's pedophile island, and also how Mr. Clinton was known to travel to Mr. Epstein's island at least 26 times with his wife Hillary Clinton at least six times. Uh huh. The daughter of the embattled publisher and suspected Russian-funded Mossad agent Robert Maxwell, the 57-year-old Maxwell, maintained a high orbit on East Coast social scenes, according to the Politico. Miss Maxwell was a central figure in Mr. Epstein's private life. Several said Miss Maxwell hired, supervised, and fired household staff while directing the visits of dozens of massage therapists, typically young women, underaged women. Uh, Juan Alessi, 
who is said to in one of the depositions that he served as the Palm Beach house manager from around 92 to 2002, described a basket of sex toys in Miss Maxwell's bathroom closet. Yes, she likes to diddle her little whatever. Uh, he said he would find them around the house when he cleaned up after visits from young women. Maxwell first grew close with the Clintons after Bill Clinton left office, vacationing on a yacht with Chelsea Clinton in 2009, attending her wedding in 2010, and participating in the Clinton Global Initiative as recently as 2013, years after her name first emerged in accounts of Epstein's alleged sexual abuse. My, my. And it just so happens that Mr. Epstein was cavorting with the same individuals, the Clintons and other East Coast socialites, two months after his other conviction. Mr. Epstein was supposed to report to the NYPD 34 times for being a sexual offender. And do you know how many times Mr. Epstein reported to the NYPD and checked in with them? You guessed it. Goose eggs. Zero times. So who was working with Mr. Epstein in the NYPD? Why was Mr. Epstein allowed to get off the hook? A person close to Chelsea Clinton described, uh, excuse me, uh, described Mr. Waits, who was Gateway Computer Ted Waite of La Jolla, California, as a very, very close family friend of Clinton and her husband, Mark Mizemski. Oh, I can't pronounce that. And said the couple met Miss Maxwell through him in 2011. Oh, so we must investigate Mr. Ted Waite as well. What is he doing knowing Miss Maxwell? Uh, the person said Clinton and her husband ended their friendship with Maxwell when she and Waite broke up in early 2011 and disputed that Maxwell and Chelsea Clinton were ever close. Bullshit. Two people familiar with the relationship between Maxwell and the Clintons said Maxwell, Clinton, and Mizemski flew together on a private plane to rendezvous with Waite for a trip on Waite's yacht. One of those people said the trip took place in 2009. And Mr. Waite has given between $10 million and $25 million to the Clinton Foundation. Oh, my gosh. Just shocking. Another Clinton Foundation connection. My, my, my. Uh, the Political also reports one friend of Maxwell's, who spoke on the condition of anonymity, described their surprise upon showing up at a dinner party at her Upper East Side apartment around 2005 to find Doug Band then top advisor to Bill Clinton and the Clinton Foundation, among 8 to 10 guests. In 2006, a charity run by Epstein, C-O-U-Q Foundation, gave $25,000 to the Clinton Foundation, the Daily Beast reported, and this is according to Politico. So you see how all of this works? You see how all of this works? And the Democrats tried to get ahead of the story by saying, oh, Trump's friend, longtime friend, Mr. Jeffrey Epstein, is arrested for child trafficking and having sex with underaged women. No. Mr. Epstein 
has far more Democrat friends than he ever had Trump friends. Now, at the same time, do not get me wrong. I think Trump did something icky, and I think that Trump was involved in some of these salacious activities. Because you could just find pictures of Trump. He's got like a girl sitting on his lap, and then he's kissing uh, her cheek, and Jeffrey Epstein is in the foreground. It's just disgusting, abhorrent behavior. Even Rudy Giuliani, I'll leave you with this, even Rudy Giuliani said that Mr. Epstein is obviously going to implicate a lot of people. I can't tell you who, but it's not going to end up with just Jeffrey Epstein. He said, if you spent this much time with Mr. Epstein and he was so involved with these underage children, let's be on it. Stop saying underage girls. Start saying children. If you spent this much time with him and he was so involved with these children, who did you see him with and what was he doing and what did he tell you and what did he say to you and how could you have missed it? Especially, especially when you, when Mr. Epstein was convicted as a sex offender and all of these disgusting, reprehensible individuals were attending parties with Mr. Epstein two months later. How are these people in the dark? Maybe some were innocent, according to Mr. Giuliani. Maybe some weren't. But I think they're going to investigate everybody. And I hope that they do. Because this kind of thing is beyond, beyond reprehensible. It is beyond abhorrent. And more and more people, especially in the podcasting world, are starting to realize that this just isn't a bunch of old, disgusting, I said it again, disgusting people. No, no, no. This is a culture, and this culture involves Satanism and Luciferianism. That is the bigger story here. And finally, some podcasts, some podcasts that are far more popular than yours truly, they're starting to pick up on the Satanism that has been prevalent throughout the political, financial, entertainment, law, banking elite. There are two cultures. There is a ruling culture who believe sincerely that Satan is the true ruler of Earth. And then there is the culture that allows the rest of the population to remain docile and turn the other cheek. It's a brilliant, brilliant psychological operation. So we need to start thinking for ourselves here. Just like Martin Luther said, F you guys, I can read the Bible for myself. It is time for a second reformation and revolution. 
It is one that says, no, 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 I don't believe you anymore. I can see the evidence. And also, I can put two, to two, two and two together for myself. And what I see and the summation of said equation doesn't add up to anything good. That's it for me and the Cafe American podcast. I have not maintained my commitment to broadcast within an hour. I have uh, I've subsequently maintained my uh, trend that has been going on for the past, I don't know how many weeks, at a mi- an hour and 36. Uh, you can listen to me on Stitcher podcast and also on YouTube. Hopefully the audio has been better this time, and I don't know. Uh, also, you can listen to me res- on uh, we. Uh, what is it called? The show is called Resonance. It is on the network on the wakeupradio.com. You can listen to them uh, live or uh, when we post something. And finally, you can listen to me on WUSB Stony Brook 90.1 FM uh, every other Saturday night from 8 to 10 p.m. This is the Cafe Americaine podcast, and I have been your loyal host, Christian. Until next time.